Good evening, everyone. It's good to see you here. We're glad to be back from vacation. Pastor Dave and Sarah still are uh, on vacation for another week, and uh, so they are not with us tonight. This is a wonderful time, as we hear from Bruce and Amber. It is unusual that uh, a couple, that both uh, husband and wife are sons and daughters of the church. And so that makes it even more special. They've had an opportunity to be involved in a number of short-term mission trips over the years, and now they're going to have the opportunity for an extended uh, short-term missions trip. Uh, Bruce is enrolled in seminary, so that's exciting. And we trust that this experience is going to help to lead and direct him in knowing the will of God for his future and how God is going to richly bless them. But you didn't come to hear me talk about them. You came to hear them. So Bruce and Amber. Lord bless. All right, so we'll start about that. I am Bruce. Uh, this is Amber. Um, we uh, are members of this church. Um, I was born and raised in this church. Um, but looking out over, uh, there's probably some people here that do not recognize me. We have been living um, in other places for like the last six years, and we have come back every now and again. But in case you guys do not know who I am, I guess by my name you could tell who my parents are. They are Bruce and Judy Althouse. Uh, my sister is Ruthann Gray and Greg. And then my uh, niece and nephews would be Mitchell, uh, Micah, and Molly. years. That's right. Um, when Amber and I first got married, though, we uh, fell into the whole American dream thing. Um, we were living this comfortable Christian life. Uh, we both had good jobs. Um, we owned a house. Uh, I was a teacher, so we had summers off. And uh, we built a bed in the back of our van, and we would literally travel all summer long. And we saw amazing things and did amazing things and, and just saw so many things. But it left us an emptiness inside, and we just couldn't tell what that was, and we just kept searching for it. We kept doing crazier things and going to crazier places. Um, but we figured it out that it was that we were doing nothing for the advancement of the gospel to the world. Um, and that's what led us to this, to, to where we are at tonight. Um, we believe that as a Christian, you have three choices when it comes to missions. And we believe that John Piper put it best when he says, go, send, or disobey. Um, not everyone can go, 
but Amber and I felt called to go back onto a missions trip, which we will talk about later. Um, a verse that has inspired us over the years uh, to become involved in world missions is Acts 1.8. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Uh, this is our worldview for missions, and this is what we uh, strive to live by. So we are going underneath African Inland Mission, or AIM, or AIM. We are official missionaries with them um, right now. Uh, AIM is a very old mission organization. It was founded in 1895, uh, so it's been around a very long time. Um, their uh, mission statement, you can remember it as C3A3P, which stands for Christ-Centered Churches Among All African Peoples. Um, it's, they, they not only strive to reach all the Africans in Africa than itself, but all the African refugees across the world. Their priority or their emphasis is on reaching unreached people groups with the gospel. Um, and that is also our heart as well, um, to reach the unreached. So we are really excited to be working with AIM. Over the years, we've had a lot of people ask us, what does unreached mean? Um, so unreached means that it is a group that lacks enough followers of Christ and resources to evangelize their own people. Uh, currently, right now in Africa, there is 1,008 unreached people groups. That is huge. Um, this is a stat that we found off of um, Joshua Project. I believe you can go there at joshuaproject.net. If you've never been to that website, I recommend it. It's all about the unreached people groups and how you can pray for them, support them, support missionaries. Um, so... Uh, we came across this quote, and we absolutely love it. Uh, Robert Moffat was an early African missionary, and I think it just sums up the unreached uh, peoples. Uh, in the vast plain to the north, I have sometimes seen in the morning sun the smoke of a thousand villages where no missionary has ever been. This quote in itself inspired the famous African missionary David Livingston to actually go to Africa, and it's what... It's what got us to Africa. There is a lot of unreached people groups. Um, you can see by this map that AIM works in 22 African countries. Um, some of these countries are not listed. As you can see, the, the top, all of North Africa, there's not a single color uh, listed there. Um, that's because that's for safety and security reasons. Uh, North Africa or Muslim nations are part of the creative access countries, um, and they are not listed, like I said, for safety and security reasons. In fact, Bible Fellowship Church supports some missionaries in these regions. In fact, Amber and I did a missions trip for a few months there last year. Um, it's a very tough place, and I just wanted to mention this because um, just like the Bible Fellowship Church does not list these missionaries because of safety and security reasons, same thing AIM does not, that often these people get overlooked. Uh, in prayer. And I, should, I just want to point that out, that this is a very tough place to, um, to work at, and I just want you to be aware of that. Uh, this looks like a really small area because not a lot that AIM works at. AIM is just one of dozens of uh, mission organizations in Africa. But if you see the map of Africa, which is kind of, will blow your mind, it just blew our mind, of like how big Africa is. And by this, you can see that you can fit the entire continent of Europe 
the countries of China, United States, Mexico, India, and Japan, all within the borders of Africa. Africa is huge. Um, there are, and like I said, there's thousand or there is a thousand unreached people groups there. That um, it, we need missionaries. It's just, it's as, it's as simple as that. In order to reach this vast land, we need missionaries. So, how does AIM reach the unreached? Well, they use um, people from all walks of life and all vocations. So, as you can see, um, they use outreach workers, church planners, pilots, accountants, engineers, construction workers who do anything from digging wells to infrastructure, IT workers, um, because um, Africa actually does have computers, so um, they need them too, uh, medical personnel, mechanics, pastors, counselors, businessmen, and of course, teachers. And a verse that we love about um, reaching the unreached is how then? It's uh, how then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. So after I'm done crying, we are going to go to Rift Valley Academy. And um, we are leaving on August 4th, and we are serving at RVA for at least one year. Um, As you can see up there, it says for at least one year. Uh, We put that up there on purpose. Uh, We have found um, that God is surprising a lot, and we are open to anything um, he has in store for us. This verse reminds us of that. Now listen, you who say today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business, and make money. Why, you do not even know what will happen tomorrow. Um, this has actually happened to us twice. Uh, when we went to the Fold Family Ministries in Vermont, we um, thought we were going to go for three months. Instead of traveling for one summer, we were just going to go for the summer. Um, and God, God called us to sell our home and go for a whole year. This has, again, happened to us with Rift Valley. Uh, Originally, we were going to go for just three months, um, and we feel God is calling us to go uh, for a year. So we have discovered that in our lives, to God, three months equals a year. Uh, A little bit more about Rift Valley Academy. Um, It is a Christian boarding school for missionary children. So all of their parents are missionaries in Africa, but not necessarily AIM missionaries. Um, It is a kindergarten through 12th grade school. However, most children are 7th through 12th. The younger kids are usually homeschooled by their parents. It was founded in 1906, so it is a very old school. And uh, President Theodore Roosevelt actually laid the cornerstone for one of the buildings. Uh, There are currently 500 students there from 30 different countries, so a lot of students. Um, It is located in Kajabi, Kenya, about an hour northwest of the capital city of Nairobi. And it sits on the Great Rift Valley near the equator at about 7,500 feet. And RVA is operated under AIM, um, and so which means all of the staff that's there are AIM missionaries. Uh, we are going to show you a video that will explain a lot about RVA. If it works. Maybe. We haven't tested this yet, so... I am a student at Rift Valley Academy. My parents are missionaries in Africa. 
I am a student at Rift Valley Academy. I am a student. My parents are missionaries in Africa. Rift Valley Academy is a boarding school located in the Great Rift Valley of Africa. I'm a church planter among the Kuria people. I'm sure there's less than 1% uh, evangelical uh, Christians among the Kuria. They've been overlooked. We have two kids at RVA, soon to have three. As a family, we work amongst the Maasai people. And Timothy has a strong missionary attitude. And since he came to RVA, we feel that he has actually grown in his faith. And we can see that when he comes home because he wants to be out there working with the Maasai and sharing his faith. I feel that RVA staff are doing an exceptional job at developing our kids spiritually. They not just are caring for our kids, but they love our kids. And they go the extra mile to see them mature and grow even spiritually. I think the most important part of my job is making sure that I love these kids. RVA is a community designed for growth. Everything leads to a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. I am independent. I am fun. I have strong relationships. I have a dynamic worldview. I have seen the world. I am responsible. I am loved. And I really feel that God is, is using RVA. To whom much is given, much is required. And I feel like God has given me so much here at RVA. In these next couple of years and the rest of my life, God is going to ask so much of me. So I feel like, I mean, this is, this, is, this is where it's at. This is probably one of the best places a teenager can live. A fully accredited American school, RVA has set a high standard of academic excellence. I'll never forget opening the envelope that the first kid in 100 years had been accepted to Harvard. From that point, we've had 25 or 30 kids be accepted at those schools. But what it's done more than anything is break out the ceiling and have kids know they can go any place God's calling them to be. Here at Rift Valley Academy, we disciple and teach our students to become mature Christians for the glory of God. We are truly humbled by the caliber of staff who give up otherwise very lucrative, comfortable jobs to come out here and teach our kids and love our kids and help raise our kids. We couldn't do our job unless they were here. We decided to send Laura to RVA. We knew that for her to be able to succeed well as she continued on after high school and to college and further in life, we wanted her to be able to be involved in things like sports and music and academics where she was being challenged not only by a teacher, a trained teacher, but also by her fellow students. RVA is teaching them a lot about what it means to be a leader and how to do that amongst your peers. Because our kids are here at RVA, they have great opportunity for things that they couldn't do at home. The internet and computer, the opportunities they have here. Science labs, my kids love science and biology. We're so grateful for RVA because we can offer them more.
I will leave here a stronger person. I will change the world. I will love. I will impact my culture. I will seek the lost. I will love. I will never stop growing. I will lead. I will follow Christ. I will love. The staff have been a really big part of my life. They are just more than teachers. They really get involved in our lives spiritually and emotionally. They inspire me to want to grow in Christ. They've just helped me and nurtured me in my uh, spiritual faith and show me who God really is. And it's been a blessing just because um, I've just been surrounded by people who truly love God and it's just helped me to become the person that I am today. At a school like RVA, with such a broad scope of activity and opportunity, it takes an army of behind-the-scenes support staff to keep it running smoothly. This is a place that we pray that the kids will become committed to Christ and develop a biblical worldview, and we equip them academically and socially to glorify God in their future life. just so thankful for RVA. What they say to us over and over again is, we're here for you. We're, we're not called to your ministry. We don't know how you do it, but we're here so that you can do it. They minister to us by loving our kids. We love the RVA staff, and not just because we know them, but because our kids love them. I'm a missionary in Africa. I'm a missionary in we Africa. We are missionaries in Africa. I'm a missionary in Africa, and we couldn't do our ministry if it wasn't for Rift Valley Academy. And I couldn't be here if it wasn't for Rift we Valley Academy. We couldn't do our ministry without We couldn't Rift be here if it wasn't for I don't for know Rift how we would survive out here if it wasn't for Rift Valley we Academy. We couldn't be here if it wasn't for Rift Valley Academy. like a cool place, right? Yeah, we're excited to go. Um, <clears throat> it's amazing when we went down to AIM um, headquarters down in Georgia, how many people we met who were connected with Rift Valley Academy one way or another. It was like maybe 20 people who either went there, had kids there, or worked there. It's just an amazing, amazing place, and we're just really, really excited. And you can see how um, important it is to, actually, we're not done yet. <laughs> Um, how important it is to uh, the missionaries to be able to send their kids there and, and be able to go out in the mission field and not uh, worry about their kids. They're in great hands. So uh, we are going to, oops. Okay. So we're going to go over a little bit about our specific roles at, at Rift Valley and what they're going to look like. Okay. Um, Rift Valley does require that, you, that they have certified teachers, um, and I will be teaching special education over there uh, for kindergarten through 12th grade, actually. I'm mean, actually, if I can tell a quick story, if I can get through it. Um, <clears throat> while we were down at AIM, we had a um, missionary roundtable discussion, and one of the questions was given to the missionaries. Um, what was the hardest thing that happened to you in the mission field? And one of the longtime missionary couples said that the hardest thing that ever happened to them was that they had to come 
um, back to the United States after being on the mission field for many years because their son had ADD and learning disabilities. Um, and at the time, there was not a school in Africa that was able to, um, that was equipped to handle their child. Um, and that was the hardest thing that they had to do was leave and come back here. Um, so afterwards, when Bruce um, told them that he was going to RVA to teach special education, um, they just broke down and, and just were so incredibly grateful and excited to hear that Bruce was going there to teach um, special education in hopes that um, this would not um, happen to another missionary couple. So, um, I will be working in the administrative office and as a teacher's aide in the classroom, which will be a switch for me because as some of you know, I work um, in the operating room, so this will be exciting um, change for me. Uh, we will have a group of students that will mentor and disciple throughout the school year, which is really exciting. Uh, we're looking forward to um, doing a lot with them and having them over at our house for dinner and things like that. Um, and we'll also be involved in extracurricular activities as coaches and um, for sports and clubs. Uh, one of the things that we're super excited about is that we will be Sunday school teachers every Sunday, um, as well as youth leaders in the local church. Uh, so that's something we are looking forward to be doing. Um, also, uh, us, as well as AIM, hope that Amber and I will be involved in the local ministries of other missionaries um, throughout the different countries of Africa during our school breaks. We will be accompanying some of our students home um, as they leave. And while we are there, we're going to be plugged into their ministries as well. So we'll have a good chance of being all over Africa helping a bunch of different missions. So how did serving at Rift Valley Academy come about? We've had this question asked a lot. Um, and, you know, I, I just want to take some time and talk about it. Um, Amber and I felt called to go. But that is it. We did not know where, when how or even with who, um, but we answered the call and by sending out a bunch of different emails to every mission agency, missionary, mission board that like we could think of. Um, believe it or not, RVA was the first one to respond back to us. Uh, so we pursued it. Um, it. They had the needs that both Amber and I could, feel, uh, fit, could fill, um, so we kept praying about it and we ended up pursuing RVA. But that to say is we got back dozens of emails saying, please come to us. You guys are what we're looking for. Um, there is a great need for missionaries. And this is, not this is not the first time this has happened to us. In fact, all the other times that we've been on missions trips, this has happened. There is such a, a, a great need. Um, for instance, uh, there was a school in Thailand that said that they're actually turning away missionaries because they don't have enough teachers to teach their kids. Uh, that, that, that was just heartbreaking for me. Um, so I, I, I would like to encourage everyone here. We heard a great sermon this morning, and um, you can't have a, a manufactured call, and he's right. I mean, you, you can't go on the mission field if you're not called. You won't last one second. But, but I believe Truly, that there are people who are called to go who, who don't respond. And I just urge everyone here, young, old, retired, just to think about it, consider it. Is God truly calling you to go on the mission field? There is a great need. And if you have questions about how to get started on that, we've done this a couple times now, so just come and ask us questions. If you feel a tugging at your heart to, to go, just, just come up and ask us some questions about how to get started um, on that. As you can see, the, one of our favorite verses is that the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Um, one way, a big way, the best way that you guys can support us 
is by prayer. Uh, we need lots of prayer. Um, and we have a huge list here. I don't know if you guys want to write it down, if you can remember, or just try to remember to pray for it, to, uh, to uh, pray for us. But the big one is to pray that all plans will go smoothly. Um, we have a lot of packing. We, have, we leave in one month. Um, we have our vaccinations this week. Uh, we're getting all the necessary paperwork for our permits to work in Kenya. Uh, we will also be leaving to go to New Hampshire and Vermont to speak at other churches this week as well. So you can re- remember that as well as um, we do need financial s- support. Um, so if you would feel like God is calling you to support us in that way, please come see us afterwards or grab one of our s- letters. Um, please pray for wisdom and strength to serve well. Uh, RVA is a boarding school, as you've heard. It is a seven days a week that you are on. So just pray for energy for us, as well as wisdom. I've actually been out of the um, teaching for a, for a few years now. So to get back into it, just to give me wisdom. Uh, that Yeah, we'll do that later. Um, you know, the, the big one that we get asked a lot is, is Africa safe? Um, and the answer is yes and no. I mean, uh, we feel completely safe. We're not worried about it at all. There, have you guys, you know, you, you guys probably have heard that there has been some violence lately in Kenya, um, as well as all Africa. But we um, would like for you guys to pray for the safety of everybody, as well as the opportunity to um, give the gospel message when this stuff happens. It just opens up incredible doors. Uh, we would also love to be able to visit Russ while we're in Rwanda. Russ is one of the um, kids that we sponsor through Compassion International, and he um, has been asking us um, to come visit him, so we hope to be able to maybe um, during one of our breaks to go visit him in Rwanda, and that's his picture. And his name is actually Russ Bajina Zimbabwe, but we just call him Russ. <laughs> Um, And you can also pray that we'll grow in our relationship with God. Um, Actually, growing spiritual in the mission field is... Is, is challenging sometimes, but it's especially challenging for those um, people who are in those, um, I always want to say critical. Creative access. <laughs> creative access, thank you. In those creative access countries that you saw in Northern Africa, um, because there aren't churches for them to go to. Um, they, um, they don't have a church they can come to every week, and often they're the only Christian there. Um, and so... Um, we saw that a lot while we were in Morocco and saw a great need uh, for pastors to go and minister to these missionaries with encouragement and, and also with leading Bible studies with them, um, which kind of leads us to what we feel God is calling for us in our future ministry as a missions pastor. Well, Bruce will be the pastor. I'll still be the wife. <laughs> so you could pray for me or just remember to pray for me as I continue my seminary education while in Africa. Um, just for wisdom, just for the workload, as there's a couple different languages, um, as I've tried to learn Swahili as well. So. Uh, and then with that, um, please pray that we will gain uh, the experience and knowledge of world missions just to use that in our future ministry. And that's one of the reasons why AIM was super excited about us getting plugged in on our school breaks all over. Um, so we would hope to be able to convey that. Uh, one of the things is we would like to, our goals as a mission pastor, is to get people excited about missions, especially American Christians, um, just to go on missions trips to, uh, you know, of course, to uh, spread the gospel. We also want to support um, 
missionaries as well as the uh, native uh, churches and pastors. And I, I just want to say really quick, I'm so psyched for you seven who are going to Las Cruces. That is just awesome, and I'm really happy for you guys. Um, that's it. Uh, thank you guys so much for supporting us. We do have about eight minutes or so. We would love to answer any questions whatsoever that you, that, uh, you might have. Um, and then at the end, we also have a bunch of pamphlets, information about AIM, our support letter, about how to get involved in AIM, the different opportunities um, to go there. So any, so we'll open this up to and, any questions. And AIM does have a, um, it's a two-year program, right? Timo, Timo has a two-year program for, and we saw down in Georgia, a lot of young, like 20-year-olds were going on this two-year Timo team. It's really exciting. You get to go to an unreached people group and spend two years there. So if anybody here is interested in doing that, um, there is information up here about that, and we can share that with you. It's also on their website. So if you have any questions about that, too, don't hesitate to ask us. So. These questions can literally be anything. We are an open book. Yeah, that, that's a great question. Um, be, being that there is 500 students and 100 staff, there is a church on campus. Um, so when we teach Sunday school, we already uh, know that uh, we will be teaching Sunday school. We will have a certain grade, and we will meet somewhere on campus, whether that's our home or whether that's a wherever. Um, however, every once, once or twice a month, once a month, we all, everybody, all 600 of us, actually goes to the local church in a huge, like, I don't know if it's a big building or whatever it is, and we all meet with all the uh, local Africans as well as the hospital staff that's, like, near the uh, campus as well. So we're going to be involved in both the uh, local and the, uh, and the uh, school church. Yes, Judy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's just, it's one of the awesome things about RVA. Um, they, they are really mission-minded. Um, a lot of these students um, go on to become missionaries themselves. In fact, uh, one of the uh, ladies that we were in orientation with two weeks ago, she uh, went to RVA. In fact, we met a bunch of people who went to RBA, like she said, and actually went on to missions. We met a guy there who introduced us to his son and said, you will see him next year. He's going there. Um, and he's the fourth generation going to RBA as, um, his, as, as like, he was a pilot and his dad went there and his grandpa went there because they were just missionaries down the line. So that's uh, really exciting to uh, see. Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, RBA is actually an accredited school through Pennsylvania, actually. Um, however, they go on the Kenya school system. Um, so it is a year-round school. Uh, so we will be going over there early August to just get uh, immersed into the culture and try to learn the language. Um, and then its school starts September. And it runs from September to the end of November. And then you have that month off for Christmas, and then uh, you start back up in January. You go three months, and you had the month off of April, 
and then you go May, June, and July and have the month off of August. So those are the breaks that we're talking about trying to get plugged into the other missions. Yeah, uh, that's another great question that I don't know the answer to, only that uh, it goes by grade and sex. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it's like eighth grade, it would be eighth grade boys, eighth grade girls. However, if there's 80 students, that's 40 of each, you, you, can't, you might have more than one dormitory. Um, and that's the other thing that we're going to be plugged in with. Uh, even the dorm parents have to teach during the day. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a busy, busy schedule. Um, and so they encourage us in the evenings to take over their job sometimes and cook dinner for the kids or just hang out with them or do homework and stuff like that. So. Uh, no, you, you didn't, and uh, I don't know it. Um, one of the things uh, you got to be as a missionary is flexible. I have absolutely no idea what I'm going to be doing over there. The only thing is I know is that there is a need for special education. I talked to the superintendent, but because of him being in Africa and me being here, uh, there was a, we, we could hardly hear each other, and it might be that I might even be starting this program. It, it was hard to hear, so I really don't know how many needs that there are. I thought I saw a hand in the back. Is that true? No. Yes. Yep. I am going to Liberty uh, Baptist Theological Seminary. Um, it is an online uh, course, is, and I am um, going to be taking it online over in Africa. Um, I talked to the super, and that's actually one of the reasons. Yeah, we got time. I, I was. That was one of the reasons why I was originally going to go for three months. Um, my, our, we felt our calling to become a missions pastor, and we thought, well, we got to get experience on the mission field. When we talked to our AIM representative, he said, that's awesome. We are in desperate need for missions pastors. But he said, you're not going to learn anything in three months. I was like, okay, but I have seminary. He's like, no, you should go for a full year. I was like, but I got seminary. I, I, I will lose all the Greek that I learned, and I, I'm not that good at it to begin with. <laughs> And um, so he said, well, well, we will work around that. So I called, so the superintendent called me, and he is pretty sure that the Internet connection will be fast enough for me to take courses while I am over there. So that's a great question. Not to mention that um, because my emphasis is missions, I um, have to take a bunch of different missions classes, and just being on the mission field will be able to take away some of that when I write papers and stuff like that, so... Oh, we, and just uh, really quick, we, we are really excited to go. If you guys are not Facebook friends with us, um, feel free to friend us. Uh, we're going to do a lot of pictures, a lot of stories that way. We're also going to be starting a blog, uh, so we will get that up and running and let you guys know through that, through Facebook. So, Yes, Pastor. Are there any mountains there that you guys have to Yeah. <laughs> there is, and um, believe it or not... Um, I, uh, 
they found out about that down at orientation. And uh, they told me that there's another AIM missionary who also is a huge climber. And we got, uh, we, were, we got in touch with each other. And they would actually like me to start taking the kids from Rift Valley out climbing. So there is some climbing right nearby. You know, the only difference is on the approach. You've got to watch out for lions. So... <laughs> Oh, great question. Um, this is actually good. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, that is actually Chicken Tajine. This is a picture of us when we were in Morocco. Um, we celebrated our 40th anniversary. 40th. Oh my goodness. <laughs> actually, I got that confused because I'm turning 40 in Africa this time. That's why I got it confused with that. No, we were celebrating our 10th anniversary in Morocco. Um, so we were able to go down to the Sahara Desert for a week. Um, and this was in a, a Berber tent that we spent the night, and they gave us this delicious tagine. It's very, very good. Um, it's chicken, basically, and spices and vegetables, and you dip your bread in it, and it's very, very good. And she's a vegetarian, and mm -hmm. she thought it was good. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yep, no, that's a great question. Um, to go over there, uh, it is completely voluntary, so we will not be taking a salary for this year. Um, but the needs are great with traveling, with um, just the overall expenses for AIM, for RVA, uh, for our food, for our housing. Um, and it is about $24,000 for this year. Um, we are leaving in a month. Um, and this is not usual for AIM. Usually when you become a missionary through AIM, you have two to three years to raise the support. We had about two months. We are only about halfway there, but, but we are so confident that we are not worried about it in the least bit at all. God is great. He'll, he'll see us through it. So thank you. Sophie? Yeah, that's a great question. She asked how far away it is from Morocco, where we were at last time. Um, it's about 5,000 miles longer than what it is in the United States. So, um, which kind of stinks because the kids in Morocco have heard that we are going back to Africa and they've been Facebooking us, asking us, well, when are you going to come see us? And I just don't think that's going to happen. So. All right, it's just about that time. Any last minute questions? And like I said, Aunt Darlene. Um, we've asked that question, and um, I actually love animals, so I'm hoping we get really close. But um, we asked about snakes because there's a lot of poisonous snakes over there, and they and they say because the Rift Valley sits at such a high altitude, we probably don't have to worry about snakes. Um, however, there are a lot of monkeys and baboons on the campus, which if you leave your windows open when you go to like school for the day, they'll come in and wreck your kitchen. So you have to close your windows because they are very much of a nuisance there. Um, but no, no real animals we have to be afraid of. There are some fantastic um, uh, national parks right nearby, so I'm excited about going and taking pictures of the, those animals. But nothing we really have to be afraid of. But so. there are, like, leopards and yes. elephants and giraffes, giraffes and zebras, yeah. and All they that said nearby. that it's kind of pesky sometimes. So. Yeah. Yeah. 
And just thank you guys so much again, just, just for having us. We are just so blessed that uh, there's been so many people who have supported us greatly just, just over the years. Actually, since I was a kid, there's been people who've been praying for me in here, and I just really appreciate that. You guys are awesome, so thank you. Okay. Uh, like I said, we're going to be up here. Um, please ask us any questions, and if you have any other questions throughout the week, you can give us a call. You can email us. You can stop by or whatever. So thank you. Thank you. Well, sounds exciting, doesn't it? We're happy for them. We trust that uh, God is going to use this time immensely in their lives, personally that they might grow spiritually, that they might uh, better determine what uh, God's will is for them in the future, and at the same time uh, be used at Rift Valley Academy in the lives of these uh, young people, and they're going to have many different opportunities to minister. Um, We certainly want to be praying for their support and giving. Uh, The church is uh, supporting them uh, at $6,000, But uh, as you heard, more is needed. And so if uh, God leads, we would encourage you to support them in this endeavor. It's a joy when we see God's hand at work in people's lives. And uh, we thank Bruce Amber for being with us tonight and for their involvement in our church over the years. Let's pray together. Our Father, we thank you for Bruce and Amber. We thank you for their lives. We thank you for their spiritual growth, their commitment. We thank you for calling them not only unto yourself, but unto missions. And Lord, as there are many unknowns in their future, I pray that you would clearly lead them in a demonstrable way Uh, Lord, equip them. I do pray for his seminary training and ask that that would be able to be continued. We thank you for the opportunity to minister while going through seminary. And so, Lord, uh, pray for the strength, the wisdom, the stamina uh, to be able to do all that's going to be required of them. Give them wisdom to know what to do and what not to do. We thank you for Amber and for her support and for her her love for Bruce and her desire to be used of you in any way that uh, she can be. Uh, Lord, uh, it's difficult even to know how exactly to pray for this couple, but we thank you that your spirit leads and intercedes. And you pray your spirit intercedes for them in ways that we cannot. Your groanings are understandable by the Father. So we commit them into your loving hands, asking your best for them, your protection, your goodness, your mercy, your grace each day. We thank you for being a faithful, loving, holy, righteous God. And we know that you will take care of them. So Lord, help us as we commit ourselves to them 
as a couple and ultimately to your work. May you be pleased to use them for the furtherance of your kingdom, for the honor and glory of the Lord Jesus Christ, and for the enrichment of these children. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, and you are dismissed.